taking one for the team. Yes. Where are you going to take it? Right here. Ah, oh, super slutty. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Bienvenidos! Get ready for another comedic episode of Stand Up and Deliver. That's right. We're back in Cabo San Lucas to bring you some of the funniest comics from the Cabo Comedy Festival. Yes, we are. Coming up, opening up the show, Mike Gambino, Aaron Kleiber, Vladimir Camaño. And closing out the show is Gina Brion. And that's all coming up, ahora mismo. We're going to bring up our first comedian. He was actually killed by Dexter on Dexter. And he's open for Eddie Izzard. Put your hands together for Mike Gambino. El Cabo! I'm kidding, I don't talk like that. I just feel like that's what people expect when you get introduced as Mike Gambino. Uh, but I grew up with guys like that. See, I'm from a very tough, neighborhood in Chicago, full of like mobsters, gangsters, very urban, gangbangers, it was tough. But now I live in Hollywood, California for the last nine years, right? And I've realized something, like the longer I'm in Hollywood, the more of a pussy I become, really, you know? Like in Chicago, I had dogs, you know what I mean? Like, what's up dog, hey dog, yeah, 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 sports. Manly stuff, you know? So I went home over the summer to visit. And the knuckleheads I grew up with found out that I was coming back, so they threw like a nice little house party for me. So I get to this house party and picture like the Jersey Shore house, but with gunfire in the background. Like rapid gunfire, right? I roll up, the first guy I see is my best childhood friend, Pauli Badaliucci. And you know, he's sitting on the stoop, you know, playing up the stereotypes of my people, real nice. And he sees me come up. He gets excited, you know, it's been years. And he's like, oh my God, Gambino, look at this. Hey, hey, come here, come here, come here. Shut up, but come here. So I walk over. And with guys like this, if you don't know, everything's a secret. Everything, right? Hey, Gambino, so let me ask you something. Uh, how you been? <laughs> I'm good, good. How about you? Eh, stuff, things, hold on, what's that? He sees something. I swear to God, he sees something. Get behind me, get behind me, get behind me. Get the f behind me. Who the f who's that? I'm like, Pauly, that's a taxi cab. That's it. It was just a cab. Uh, yeah, you don't know. You ain't been around. Things, stuff, uh. And he walks away. That was it. That was the whole interaction with Pauly. One more guy I see. My buddy Chachi. Guilty of second degree murder. Did 10. He sees me. Hey, Gambino. What's up, dog? Uh, hey, Chachi, what's going on? You're out there in Hollywood telling yokes, right? I said, uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Well, I got a yoke too. You wanna hear it? Okay, stupid, well then listen, here we go. So like I'm cruising, right? Like, you know how we do, we're like bumping and shit, right? 
And then, bro, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a pollo, boop, right into my car, bro, off the hood. Bro, I get out, ask me why he had done that. Go ahead, ask me why for why he did what he did, bro. So no, I don't know. I have no idea. I just want to get back to my mini and go home. <laughs> to get to the other side, right? <laughs> yeah. Give me your wallet. Um, thank you guys. You guys have been great. Give it up for all your comics. We're having fun. Put your hands together for Aaron Kleiber. Oh, how we doing, Cabo? Yes? Oh, you're good. Guys, guys, it's hot here. <laughs> it's hot. It is. I'm a big dude. This sucks ass. It is. No, really, it's uh, ass. It's just sucking everything in. It's slippery, okay? I don't know what I was... Look, at gray was a bad choice, okay? I'm going to have titty sweat in 45 seconds. I'm just saying, don't judge me. You'd be like, ew, look at him. It's soda. Shut up. Mind your business. I'm happy to be here, too, because my kids aren't here. Oh, snake eyes. You know what I'm talking about. It's good, right? I got a little, a little girl. This, you know, not like one of the little girls running around. No, not those... My little girl, let me tell you about this stupid bitch, first of all. This is not my daughter, ma'am, 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 not my daughter. If I talk about my daughter, I got to talk about that little bitch, Dora the Explorer. You know Dora the Explorer? You know this little, you know what I'm talking about. The little girl that, you know, that talks to the TV. She, young ladies, I don't know if you have kids. I don't know about your life, okay? Dora talks to the TV at your kids. They tell them, like, what to do. They're like, kids, here's an octagon. My little girl doesn't need to know what an octagon is. Like, I want them to tell stuff that she needs to know. Like, hey, kids, come here. Come here. Hey, stop in your dad's bed. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, ki kids, come here, kids. Come here. Hey, don't go in the bathroom and rip the shower curtain out of the way and laugh at your dad's little wiener, okay? Don't do that. That's not the scariest thing that's happened as a father, okay? The scariest thing I've ever been through is when my daughter was born. My daughter, like, my daughter came via C-section. Does any grown-ups know about a C-section? You ever witnessed one of these things? You said, hmm, me? Yeah, appropriate response, okay? My daughter came via C-section. It is not, if you don't know, it's not what you learn about in health class, it's not like, oh, the baby comes out and there's a small incision and it comes out on eagle's wings and Ario Speedwagon's playing. She ain't like that, okay? It's not. I'll tell you how it is right now. This is what happened. I go into a room, okay, that's covered in plastic, looks like a Dexter kill room, okay? It does, like I'm waiting for it. And it's, the doctor comes in, he's covered in his blue ninja outfit or whatever. It's just his eyes, just his pupils. Who is this? It could be my Uncle Tim trying to get a look at my wife's meh. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know who he is. And then he pulls out, he pulls out this like hibachi tray of tools. Just like a hibachi, like he's making onion volcanoes and flicking shrimp on my mouth, but it's really placenta. I don't know what he's doing. He grabs like a machete, chops my wife in half. He says, yeah, he does. It's the truth. And then he gets inside. He's like, I'll be back in 90 seconds with a baby. He's gone, he's gone. He's rooting around on my wife's thorax for 90 seconds, or whatever it's, I'm not a scientist. And then it's not the baby's face that comes out first. It's not like, hi, daddy, this is my face. It's just bloody baby feet kicking like Bruce Lee. Bloody baby feet kicking outside of my wife's human body. 
just still got to have, still got to have. Like in the doctor, he, you know, he's trying to catch it like he's a Costa Rican chicken farmer. I don't know what he's doing. He's like, hey, come here. It's like, a, it's the craziest, bloodiest thing I have ever seen, okay? It's, if you have salsa and chips, it's getting real. Put them down. I'm going all the way. This is, this, he, when the baby comes out, it's like this sacrifice. It's like, it's like a Mayan sacrifice. It's like have you, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Do you remember Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom? He's pulling at, he's, he's pulling the baby out. He's got like a horned hat with a goat skull. He's pulling at, Kalima Shakti Day, Kalima Shakti Day. And the nurses, they're like, Madam, Madam, Madasuram, Madam. The, the anesthesiologist has a drum. He's like, Madasuram, Madasuram. More gas, Madasuram. My, and then like, and then he's like, it's a boy. I'm like, I have blood all over me and I want to go home now, okay? <laughs> hey, that's all my time. My name's Aaron Cliver. Thank you, Cabo. This guy was a finalist in last year's uh, Stand Up For Diversity competition. Put your hands together for Vladimir Camaño. Hello, white people. How you doing? Nice to see you. It's good to be here in Cabo, man. Cabo, party city, huh? You guys drinking? I don't drink at all. I'm a non-alcoholic. You know, my dad was an alcoholic because he would have weird solutions to everyday problems. My father would use black garbage bags for everything. That was a raincoat, a curtain, a cape, a Halloween costume. Yeah, you go, poor people know. You know what it is. Like, yo, all day, black garbage bags, what we do, son? Everything, man. I remember one time, my father was like, it was Halloween. I was like, dad, can I get a costume? Put a black bag on me. He was like, Mina, you are the dark knight, okay? Fly! I'm out there trick-or-treating, trying to get candy. I'm walking out with garbage. I'm like, why is everybody giving me their trash? You ever get so lazy, you only iron the front side of your clothes? You be at home like, ain't nobody gonna see the back? What the hell? I was out last night, I hung up by the wall the whole night. I didn't want nobody to see the back of my shirt. Look like Brad Pitt over here, Clint Eastwood in the back. Got a Benjamin Button outfit on. Had the moonwalk everywhere. I was like, what's up ladies, how you feel? Did you guys read the newspaper last week about George Foreman? George Foreman? George Foreman is coming out with a new product. It's called the George Foreman bed. And basically the bed is on a slant. So when fat people are making love, the grease could just come down. <laughs> Ew! Are those tan lines? Nah, these are grill marks. I've been getting busy on this George Foreman bed. <laughs> Ain't Latinos in the house, Latinos? All right, don't be the stereotype. Let's not be, over here, man. I don't know if you guys heard, man, but they're building an immigrant comedy club in Arizona just for immigrants. It's called Enterprise Comedy Club. And when the club is packed, they lock the door. And that's when all the immigrants realize the club is a van and they just <laughs> lock the door and drive them all back to Memphis. <laughs> you taking notes? That's a good idea right there. I like, that's a fine. He should run for office, this guy. That's a fine idea right there. I got a call from an Arizona congressman. He said, Vlad, I want you to be a comedic immigration officer. So what happens is that I come on stage and I tell jokes in Spanish. I'm like, oye, mi gente, como tan? Pa arriba, pa abajo, caliente, frío, encendido, tu sabes, la gasolina, ajá, me mato, pa, el carro, el gato. Then the first person that laughs, which is her, gets deported. They just kick her right out the country. <laughs> you imagine that? What happened? I was laughing and they took me away. I don't know. Raise your hand if you, still, if you still have an iPad 1. Anybody got an iPad 1 in here? Right here, me, three, right? I made a mistake last week. You ever pull out an iPad 1 in public? I was at the pool by the hotel and I pulled it out and this dude walks by, he's like, oh my God, it's a homeless person. Oh God. 
Oh, Lord. And Cabo, we got to deal with this? This is what we're dealing with? He had that face like he saw a dead body. He was like, oh, sweet Lord. iPad 1, man. No camera. Every time I want to take a picture, I got to pull out a sketch pad. Hold on. Don't move. I'm going to draw you. I have a friend of mine. He works at the Apple store. He loves Apple. Works at the Apple store. He lives in the basement. I said, why you live in the basement? He said, because I don't like windows. <laughs> Before I get out of here, man, I want to leave you guys with a little poetry. Is that cool? You guys like poetry? Snap, snap. Do a little poetry for you. Last week, I was very sick. I couldn't do comedy. Could not do comedy. So I decided to write a poem about it. You guys ready? This poem is called Sore Throat. You guys ready? I hope you enjoy it. It's called Sore Throat. Here we go. Thank you, Sore Throat, everybody. I wrote that poem last week. You guys have been wonderful. Thank you so much. Have a good night. God bless. It's here on Chelsea Lately and also on The View. Put your hands together for Gina Briones. What inspires your joke? My God, this is so exciting. I'm not from here. I am born and raised in the Bronx, New York. What, what? Yeah. I'm so glad my Spanish got a lot better. My Spanish used to be really bad. I used to lie to people, though, about how good my Spanish was. Only, only my white friends, because they never questioned me. Because if they did, then I could be like, what are you, racist? Right, so whenever they would ask me to say something in Spanish, like one, one day one girl asked me to say strawberry in Spanish, I had no idea, but I looked her right in the face and I was like, estrobery. <laughs> Take that, go home with it, work with it. My Spanish got better because I'm dating a Mexican. Yes, Mexican guys, shout out to all my Mexican brethren. I love Mexican men, my favorite men, they do. I think Mexican guys are great only because they're really macho. Like I love the fact that they're so macho. I'm old school, like I want a macho guy. You know what I mean? Like the kind of guy that's like, get in the car. Okay. Right, that's still sexy. There's a part of you though that wants to go, don't tell me what to do. But I'm gonna get in the car now. Right? You all know what I'm talking about. Cause there is something super sexy about that, right? That's hot. We all like that machismo stuff, guys. Don't get, it, don't get it twisted. We love it. The only thing is you gotta know when to bring it out, right? Like it has to be in the beginning of a relationship. You have to do it like that first fight that you have with your boyfriend is so important. Cause we have to see you do something manly. Like we have to like, you guys are going back and forth and, and then he like punches a wall. You're like, This fight is over. <laughs> I do get a lot, of, a lot of stuff from people because I'm in my 30s and I don't have kids yet, which by the way, I don't mind, I don't know if anybody has kids here, like on purpose. <laughs> I always like to say it like that because people are like, oh. I love kids, I think they're great, but like all my girlfriends really freaked me out when they got pregnant. Have you ever talked to a pregnant chick and it sounds like she's trying to get you to join a cult? Yeah, my girlfriends all started getting weird. They were just like, this is amazing, you're gonna love it. My one girlfriend started whispering everything because she thought it, she didn't want to affect the baby. I was like, you're affecting me. Because she would say creepy stuff too. She'd be like, there's a life inside me. That sounds like you ate someone. I'm really disturbed. And don't get me wrong, I love kids. I love, I love kids. I think they're amazing. I would love to have a baby, just not physically. It looks uncomfortable. 
I would like to acquire a baby by some means, like leave a trail of Skittles and just have one follow me home. <laughs> I prefer them at toddler age. I love toddlers. You know why I love toddlers? Because they don't have a filter and neither do I, but toddlers get away with way more stuff than I do. Like, have you ever been around a toddler? Have you ever been insulted by a kid? It hurts, don't it? Yeah, because they'll come right up to you and be like, you're ugly, and then just walk away like it's fine. And you, as the grown-up, you just got to sit there and take it, don't you? You got to be like, isn't he adorable? He's so cute. I just want to hug him around the neck. He is adorable. He is a cute one. Right? Because when you think about it, that kid isn't saying that to mess with you. Like, if that kid said you're ugly, it's because he genuinely thinks you're ugly. But, like, so ugly, he had to stop whatever he was doing and let you know. Like, he was doing something, and he was like, put the Legos away. That's disgusting. What is that? What is that? Seriously, dude? Get it fixed, all right? I can barely keep my Lunchables down. I am envious, though, that they get away with a lot of stuff, because I don't get away with a lot of stuff that comes out of my mouth. I'm always getting in trouble with my lack of filter. Like, the first time it happened, I was on the subway in New York City. True story. This guy reaches into my purse and gets my makeup case. And I'm like, uh-oh, I'm getting mugged by a drag queen. This could end badly for everybody. Because once he sees the cheap makeup that's in that bag, because it's all wet and wild. That's right, classy ladies, 99-cent makeup. You know what I'm talking about. So then he grabs my purse and he goes, I'm going to hit you. So then I said, if you hit me, you better knock me out, which was stupid. <laughs> don't ever say that to someone who's stealing your purse, because <laughs> that was his plan. So he hit me, but don't worry, I went to public school, I can take a punch. <laughs> so he hit me and I took it like, you ever have one of those balloon clowns like as a kid? Yeah, so he hit me and it was like, <laughs> nope, nope. What was that, bro, that's all you got? I did one of these, like I was gonna morph into Steven Seagal and like karate chop him right in the throat. But then here's what happened next. He went to hit me again, and I grabbed his arm. I stopped him. And I don't know if you've ever been in a fight, but you start winning a fight that you were losing, you talk so much trash. Because I had his arm, and I was like, who you trying to hit? But there was another arm I should have been looking out for. Because I only had the one. This guy lifted me up off the floor and tossed me aside like nothing. And the whole time he was picking me up, the only thought going through my head was, oh my God, I must have lost so much weight. Did you see how he threw me? <laughs> I'm so skinny! So much fun! I'll leave you guys with this. I'm actually not one of those chicks that worries too much about my weight, which is weird. I have what I like to call Latina confidence. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, Latin, Latin women are very confident. People are always like, oh, Latin, Latina women are so sexy. It's our confidence. That's what it is. We are super confident. You know we're confident, because you've seen us in stuff we should not be wearing. <laughs> you know, I know. I know how it is. You gotta look at us sometimes like, how far does spandex stretch? <laughs> Here's where it comes from. Our, all of our Latin confidence comes from really messed up childhoods. Because if you grew up in a Latino household, you know what I'm talking about. Because whatever was wrong with you became your nickname. Right? Like if you had a limp, you were limpy. If you were chubby, they called you gordito. Th that means fat little kid. That's not even a nickname. That's a phrase. They're like, come here, fatty. Look at you. What are you, hungry? Surprise. You guys have been great. I've been Gina Brion. 
I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers.